Hello and welcome to the Canadian Wargamer Podcast. Yes, it's the Canadian Wargamer podcast featuring two affable and youngish granddads, Mike and James, talking about primarily miniature wargames and the occasional hex and counter excursion from Mike from our unique perspective in the Great White North. And as the strains of La Foy d'Arabla die away, here are your hosts, Mike and James. Hey, James. Hey, Mike. I was out getting the last ingredients for the moose milk. I couldn't find uh, the, the spirit alcohol, but I found some uh, Varsol. And I think the recipe... Well, for I'll the give it some kick, eh? Yeah, the recipe I remember from CFB Suffield was if you couldn't get uh, 100% uh, grain alcohol, and Varsol would do as long as you mix it with enough ice cream. So I'm going to... Well, gonna, yeah. You know, gonna, like the ice cream that totally makes your moose milk. Yeah, I'm going to pour so that. like, you know, when you barf, it's really chunky. There you go. I'm going to start some... Uh, Christmas music because we need some Christmas music around here. Just, I don't know. I, I I had high hopes that we'd have like a pretty good party and uh, invited all sorts of people, but nobody's come. I'm just, I mean, just could be oh. the two of us. We'll, we'll just have to have all the donuts to ourselves, eh? I guess so. And, and you know, like, and like we got some all dressed chips and coffee, coffee crisps that Jay Arnold guy, he's not here yet. So we're going to have to eat them all. Yeah, you know, I, w- I was hoping he'd drop by because uh, I got the all, all dress trips just for Jay. But anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang up my little stocking by our little log fireplace. I'm just gonna. You gotta it. hang it with care, you know, because otherwise, you know, when Santa puts Ow. like the paint in, it'll fall out. Ow! Hey, careful! Oh, I just hit my thumb with a hammer, but I, you know, I I still believe in Santa Grandyard after all these years. I still believe there's a Santa Grandyard. I just, I don't know. Every year I, I try to leave out the right things. One year it was shortbread. One year it was dice. One year it was like an old WRG rule set. But I don't, Santa Grandyard's never visited my house. No? No. Oh. And yet I want to believe, you know? Well, how, how do you know if he's visited or not? Well, I kind of figured he'd leave something under the tree, some miniatures or some rules or, you well, know. My my first Christmas with you know Mrs. Manto, like I got I got miniatures, so yeah, I I think Santa Grand Grognard helped her there. Well, I guess it's just the two of us, and the snow's falling, and we're probably going to get snowed into the log cabin studio. And you made a lot of moose milk. I did make a lot of moose milk. Like yeah. we're we're just going to get polluted here. It's it's going to be ugly in the morning. Can't drink all of it. I I think I'll be calling in sick, eh? Wait a minute. What you up to there, bud? Hey, what's just so I'm gonna go see who that is. Hang on. There's someone at the door. Well, it looks like it's Pat Galillan from Ottawa. Hey, Pat. Hey, gentlemen. How you doing, ah. bud? You got doing well, are you? Michael. I was, I, I was thinking nobody would show up to our little uh, our little Christmas party, so I'm so glad you came. So James and I were just talking about uh, Santa Grandyard. Do you do you still believe in Santa Grandyard? Because uh, I've kind of I've kind of been losing hope over the years. Faith Absolutely. You do. Okay. 
I do too, you know, and, and, uh, but like I was saying to James, every year I hang up my stocking and just, I don't know, maybe I'm just not putting the right things. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's somebody at the door. I'm just going to get that. Okay. It looks like, okay. oh my God, a stubbled figure on my doorstep scratching his furry abdomen. Is that you, Santa Gronyard? Oh, 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 and no, James, I didn't call you three times. Santa, what are you, what are you been drinking? Oh my God. Um, lots of eggnog without the egg. Well, well, come just, on in. Just straight nog. Come on straight, in, Santa. Straight nog, straight nog. I knew oh. Captain Morgan since he was a cabin boy. <laughs> so you, so you, you and the captain play naval war games. We, we have naval maneuvers on a regular basis. Yes. I see. Yeah. Well, Santa, th thanks so much for showing up to our lonely log cabin studio. It's really oh, it, it was my pleasure. I was doing my uh, my pre Christmas test drive of the sleigh. Yeah. Yep. I tried something different this year. I don't use reindeer. I'm using the uh, five foot um, king penguins. Five foot king penguins. Huh. And how how are they different than reindeer? Well, you believe reindeer can fly. You got a problem with penguins? Like, come on. Oh, um, it's true. Yeah. You know what? Much better in deep snow. And, and the test drive is always a good run because what I end up doing is uh, you know, there's a lot of kids, uh, Padre, that are uh, they're on the line, right, between naughty and nice. Yeah. And you want to give them a little heads up just in case and kind of push them over that nice bit. So, so I do the test drive with the sleigh. And in the naughty on the line houses, I drop off a little gift. And, uh, and what I drop off is a little baggie full of tiny white marshmallows. And there's a lovely card of Frosty, very festive. And, mm. and it says very clearly, uh, I hear you've been naughty, so here's the scoop. All you're getting this year is snowman poop. <coughs> and, and, and that tends to turn things around in a hurry. And the parents get a couple good weeks of good behavior. And, and Christmas is pretty good. Positive motivation. Motivation is important. Yeah. And what about, what about the war gamers? What do the good war gamers get? Oh, well, it depends. It depends on what they're into this year, Padre. Um, well, always figures, always glue, always paint. But, you know, the biggest gift you can give them is, is perhaps a little time just to get things done. Well, I, I'm sure there's a few people here tonight who are going to want to, uh, well, I don't know if they're going to sit on your lap because, you know, social distancing and all that. But I'm sure there's a few people here that uh, will want to ask you, uh, kind of. ask you for their war game and gift. Wait a minute. lap smells like tea. Well, you know, and, and since the restraining order, um... <laughs> excuse me, I, I got to see who that is at the door. You guys, uh, you guys talk to Santa Gronyard. Well, so, you're right. I want, I, I really want time. Or, you know, Santa, could you loan me like a couple of your elves? My little minions. Yes. Put them yeah, loan, like if you could loan me some elves to help paint and make, make terrain, that'd be, that'd be like just beauty. eh? Hey, look who's here, guys. It's Brian from Chatham. Hey, Brian. Brian! Hey, hey guys, how's it going? Good, good. Thanks. Uh, take off your coat and uh, <laughs> moose milk's in the corner. Help yourself. Oh, wait a minute. Santa's, Santa, get your head out of the moose milk. Oh, for uh -huh. Santa, oh, you're going to have to strain that beard hair out, I'm afraid, Brian. Well, it, it, it saves <laughs> it for later on the trip. Saves it for the trip. And then there's little Brian. Uh, I don't know if Brian's on the naughty or nice list. Well, we've heard things about Brian. Yeah, well, he thinks what a tanker is what you do in the toilet, but that's another game entirely. <laughs> uh, that's Keith's game. That's not my game. Hey, Santa, do you know uh, do you know Pat from Ottawa? I, I don't think I do. Yeah. 
He's yeah. probably been on the naughty list a long time. I've never met him. Well, that's yeah. true. That's a good guy. Nice to meet you, Pat. Good to meet you too. Keep Pat, your stick on the ice. Pat, what do you uh, what do you want uh, for Wargaming Christmas? What would you ask Santa Gronyard for? You know, I'm not sure. I got pretty much everything I need right now. Well, I'm not a Napoleonics gamer, right? So that rules all that stuff out. Okay. James says a lot. Yeah. You know, a, a good opponent. A good Someone opponent. You can sit down and have a good game with, pack a couple of beer, win, lose, just have a great game and uh, a good time in the evening. Oh, you know what? I think, I think we can arrange you to game with James because he doesn't roll very well, so you'll have a good time. Oh, that's wonderful. Ow! Santa? That hurt. You know, sometimes the truth hurts there, James. You just you have to go with it, though. I mean, if, if you had a good dice roll, we would consider that an unnatural act. And again, then you'd be on the and, naughty list. And, and then on my naughty nice assessment, you, you you checked off achieved with difficulty. Like, thanks. Needs more development. Needs more work. Needs more development in process. Yeah. So... Santa, what do you what do you think about uh, what do you think about players uh, wargaming opponents who just want to win all the time? Are they naughty or nice? Uh, those are naughty ones. Those are naughty ones. Naughty. You know, it, it's all about the camaraderie, and um, I think it's really important too that uh, you you find ways to compliment your opponent. Like I, even if they're a terrible gamer, like I like what you did with this army. I like the way you painted. Um, you know, that's a neat like just it's 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 supposed to be a social activity. Right, it's not a it's not a, a bloodbath as it were. Although it is a war game, I like the way you remove all your casualty figures from the table every turn. That's that's something that uh, Donald Cameron uh, we could say about Donald Cameron for sure. You, the, world, you, you, the world's grumpiest war gamer. Your, your units uh, wrote with great great finesse. That's right. Um, you know, if, if I could give my friend James uh, a gift, it would be that um, that every time he paints a new beautiful unit. It's the first one that wrote off the table. My gift would be that they don't wrote right away. Oh, thanks, Santa. But, you know, it is kind of just the rule, I think. Well, yeah, it's it's the, uh, I think Phil Barker calls it the mantle rule. And um, it's just what it is. James has a lot of newly painted units this year. I don't know. Has James borrowed some of your elves, Santa? Because I think that's the only way he's knocking out all these Napoleonics. I know there's a couple missing. Yeah. But, um well, they're not here, or I'd have more done. So, James, you've been on the not, good list or the naughty list? Well, I, I'm I'm trying to stay on the good list. And uh, Padre, I'm not going to ask you at all because I'm assuming you're on the on the nice list. Well, that's list. that's that's a pretty big assumption there, Santa, but it's awfully flattering. Well, you know, but we would call you the Mad Padre. We'd start calling you the naughty vicar, and that's just not going to do. So it's uh, yeah, yeah. Don't tell my bishop. Don't yeah. tell my bishop I'm a naughty vicar. So uh, what I what I would like for Christmas, Santa, I would like one of them. Um, I would like one of them newfangled uh, 3D printers. <laughs> oh, those, those are those are in big demand this year. And I wanted I want one because I, I saw this uh, uh, I saw this new set of uh, Ancients Army rolls um, from Two Fat Lardies called uh, To the Shortest, where you do mass battles in 0.5 millimeter. Uh, so I really I just want a. a, a 3D printer that can print little tiny 0.5 millimeter blobs of uh, plastic. And then I'm just going to paint them with a spray can and fight like some giant ancient battle. I like it. I like your attitude. It's a, a massive army. The more figures, the better. Yeah. Um, I thought I would just use like a silver spray paint. Oh, I like the 14 again. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's... What do you think? Do you think the painting snobs would uh, be on my case? You know, forget the painting snobs. Um, 
I saw a tournament game. You may have seen this tournament game, Padre, where it was it was a night game. A night game. A night game. This battle was historical battle. I can't remember what it was. It was probably in the Seven Years' War or something. But it was fought at night. And it was at a convention. And what the fellow did is all of his terrain and everything was black and gray. Spray painted all of his figures black. And then the ones who had the the moon to their back, he dry brushed on their backside. And the other ones with the sun, their face in the moon, he dry brushed on their front side. So it, it actually had a pretty cool effect. But it sure cut down your painting. Wow. As opposed to like showing a moon with your backside. Well, you know. Yeah. Oh, someone's at the door. Hang on. I'll go. I'll be right back. You guys talk to Santa. So, Brian, what do you want for Christmas? I've given this a lot of thought, and I would like some terrain for Equatorial Africa. And uh, what scale? 15 millimeter. Huh. It's here. Is that you, Rico? It's me. It worked. Rico. Rico. Rico, come on in. Come on in. You look cold. Let me take your coat. Brush some, oh, of that thanks, man. some of that snow off your head. There's some moose milk in the corner of uh, uh, Santa. Oh, moose milk's my favorite, Padre. Thank you. Santa Grindyard hasn't drunk it all by now. If it isn't little Ricky Braden. Well, I'm not so little anymore, but yeah, it's me. Well, good, Ricky. Are you all ready for Christmas? Pretty much ready for Christmas, Santa. It's pretty much just waiting for the kids to come in from everywhere. It was nice to get the family together. And are you uh, expecting the uh, the usual Christmas gifts of gold, frankincense, and rum? Well, no. I usually get coal and maybe a little bit of lead. Some lead soldiers, some bullets. Depends. Both are practical gifts, Rick. Both are practical gifts. Rico, we have uh, we have Santa Grindyard here. And uh, Brian was just in the process of telling Santa what he wanted. Uh, and, uh, and Although I think Brian stopped because... Uh, Santa Grinier was trying to get him to sit uh, really nice and close on his lap. And Brian is now being chased into the corner by Santa Grinyard. But uh, yeah. Hey, Brian, when you finished resisting Santa's advances, uh, wh why did you want that uh, equatorial Africa terrain? I am working on, well, all of my uh, post-colonial Africa figures. So the Congo, Katanga, uh, the UN, mercenaries, all that kind of stuff. So 1960s Africa, I don't have any terrain. Huh. So I'm going to have to, I'm either going to have to get it for Christmas or build it. So what do you think, Santa? Can you help? Yeah, I, I think I could go out later on tonight and do some pre-Christmas shoplifting and uh, <laughs> pick up something from, uh, from uh, the aquarium store. Yeah, just lots of palm trees, right? You know, it's a, it's a pity that our friend Dan Dan uh, Hooter isn't here because uh, Dan does crazy African games. And Brian, maybe you could go over to Dan's house and steal some of his stuff. Yeah, his is in a little bit larger scale, though. Yeah, but that's that's because Dan he's in a larger scale than all of us. Yeah. Well, you know, he's he's fighting that daily battle against anorexia. Let me tell you, not only winning the war but opening a second front. <laughs> Rico, what about you? What would you ask Santa Grandyard for? You know, I'm into the VSF stuff pretty heavy right now, and I just, you know, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Plastic Prussians from Perry. That would be cool. Well, that's, um, that's, that alliterates. Plastic Prussian Perrys. All the new Franco yeah. Prussian stuff? Yeah. I'm, my boy Liam, he does VSF Prussians, right? So, like, if Santa gave me presents, I could build them for Liam, and Liam would have his VSF army. Huh. 
And, you know, giving is in receiving you give, or giving you receive. That's what my wife always tells me anyways. Wait a minute. If you give it away, then you can't receive it. I don't understand that. In giving, you receive. Oh. I think it's biblical, Padre. Yeah. <laughs> Blessed are those who give plastic brushes, for they shall, they shall conquer the earth with their plastic well, brushes. at least the French. Or they shall conquer Alsace-Lorraine. Right on. Exactly. Yeah. They need a good conquering. Santa Grinyard. That's what I'm What's your uh, what's your favorite uh, nationality to play war games with, Santa Grinyard? You, um, you sound like a Viking kind of guy to me. You know, I've run Vikings for many years. Haven't run them in a while yet, but I've got massive Viking army. Any Germanic army works for me. They're just all up at the North Pole celebrating Yule, being all Yule tidy and stuff, right? Yule. Well, yeah, it's, you know, sacrificing virgins if we can find them and. Well, not what a waste of a perfectly good virgin. You're not going to find any wise men. Find any Norse virgins, guys? <laughs> Wait a minute. Somebody's at the door. I'll be right back. Sure. When are the kids coming home, Rick? Um, picking up Liam from North Bay from uh, CFB uh, North Bay on Friday. Nice. Um, Beck is coming in on Christmas Eve, Ooh. and going to be with Carson and, and his lady on Christmas Eve. So that's cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. Hey, guys, look who it is. It's Keith. Hey, Keith. gentlemen. Hey, Keith. Hi, Keith. How is everybody doing? Good. Hey, Keith. Right on, Keith. Welcome to the podcast. Try to uh, take uh, your uh, snowy boots off. and. Uh, I hope I don't uh, mess up your rug too much here. Well, it's just a, it's a polar bear rug. Uh, I killed oh. it myself in hand-to-hand combat Beautiful. last year. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, the bear and, uh, rolled really badly. Well, you are way up north, aren't you? So, yeah, well, the bear rolled badly. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the and the bear was in a, a thrift store, so I had a plus, <laughs> plus five advantage. So, uh, if we could just pull Santa out of the moose milk, he's going down for the third time. Santa, get out of the moose milk. But, but we're, I thought we were bobbing for stuff. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Some our new guests might want some moose milk. So, Keith, uh, if you can strain Santa's uh, Santa Grandyard's beard hair out of that, help yourself. I've got a little stein here you can fill up. Okay. Sure. Uh, no, Santa, get away from the stein. Get it. It's it's Keith's. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I just heard giving you receive. I mean, uh, I was going to help him out and take a stein. Uh, yeah, thanks. So, Keith, have you been good this year? Well, Santa, uh, I, I, I personally would say that, yes, I have been good. Of course you would. You're Scottish. Of course you would. Well, if it ain't Scottish, it's crap. It's crap. Wait a minute. He's Scottish? I missed that. Did I miss that? I missed that memo. Oh, good way, man. You didn't know he's Scottish. I thought he was Welsh. Oh. <laughs> well, the needle's stricken towards the naughty again there, Padre. It's, uh... It must be just the proclivity for sheep, I guess. <laughs> I, uh, I I won't say anything about the English because I know there was some you know hassles about that before, so I'll just keep my mouth shut. I'm just gonna go see who that is at the door. You guys, so Keith, uh, right. while I'm getting the door, you tell Santa Grandier what you want for Christmas. Well, Santa, first of all, I'd like not to sit on your knee. <laughs> well, that one's off the list. Thank you. Um, well, you know, I, I I just you know I'm gonna you know be philosophical here and and. Put on my my goodwill hat and just say you know that everybody has a fantastic Christmas, 
has has the chance to spend it with family, even with all these new rules and regulations that are coming down, and uh, maybe even get some gaming in over the uh, holiday. That would be absolutely fantastic. Oh, that's the most selfless wish yet. Hey, guys, look who came in. It's Chris from Peterborough. Hey, Chris. Hey, Mike. Hi, everybody. Chris. Chris. You're you're far away, too. You've got a long trek to get here. Yep. Yeah. Let me uh, let me take your coat, buddy. If you All can, right. Uh, if you can just wake up, James. He's passed out from the eggnog <laughs> over by the fire. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I know he's not trying the moose milk. <laughs> and yeah. uh, he made that pretty clear last week. Yeah, uh, didn't he? And those aren't chocolate moose droppings on the floor. We've got a mice problem in the studio. So, uh, yeah. Sorry. Spit it. those out. Spit those out, Brian. Those are big mice. So. Keith was just telling us uh, the, the, that he really wishes just peace on earth and love for everybody from Santa Grognard. I'm not sure Santa Grognard really can deliver that because he doesn't seem like a peace and love kind of guy to me. But Well, you know, what's good for some people isn't good for others. I mean, I know Keith brings a lot of joy to the room, but usually by leaving. Oh. Um, <laughs> Santa. I like it when Keith brings haggis. Yes, thank you. Thank yeah. you, Rico. Yes, especially the edible kind. There is no other kind. Right. It's almost a contradiction in terms. Oh, man. Chris, how are you tonight? How are you now? Uh, I'm doing well, thanks. I'm, uh, I'm hiding out at work because it has a way better internet connection than I do at home, so don't tell anyone. Um, I thought, as a wildlife, I thought as a wildlife guy, you worked in a bog or a marsh or a... Uh, <laughs> those were the old days. Then eventually they promote you out of that and you just spend your time in an office. Why don't you uh, tell Santa Grognard what you want for uh, Christmas? Oh, what do I want? Well, um, well, I'll, be right, I, I, I'll be right back. You talk to Santa. All right. Thanks. Don't, don't let him try anything naughty with you. <laughs> oh, all right. <clears throat> well, I... I uh, I probably don't want to have my family trying to buy me uh, Christmas presents related to gaming because that uh, uh, never usually ends well, even when I provide fairly detailed lists. Right. So I, I am hoping for some gift cards, maybe from a few places. Gamecraft uh, 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 Miniatures does some uh, MDF and map board stuff and uh, resin down in the U.S. That's uh, I have a lot of, but I haven't bought for them for a while because of the, the shipping problems we have with uh, mm. prices um but I, I do need some stuff and then maybe some uh, brigade models uh, uk from uh maybe some more aeronef or some of their sci-fi stuff there They're probably the two main things on my list wow so you and rico could, you and rico could get together and do uh vsf for those plastic prussian parries nice mm. yeah hey. i always say chris you, you just buy it yourself and then give it to your friends and family to give to you <laughs> there you go there you go. Yep. That works. Hey, guys, look who walked in. It's our friend Don from Las oh. Vegas. Wow. Hey, Don. Celebrities hey. here now. Hey, Celebrities. How's it How's going, your flight? Hey? Merry Christmas, Don. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you guys. Yeah. I suspect you don't have any snow, eh, Don? No, no snow. You don't Although look it's freezing like cold. It's almost 50 degrees. Or what's oh, that? Like down. 10. It would, it's warmer than that here. I was going to say, I think it's warmer than that here. It's warmer than that everywhere. My thermometer on my computer says it's 52 degrees here. Oh, my. Is that in your basement? 
Thank you. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, it's going to suggest that, you know, Don could like turn down the air conditioning if it's like 50 degrees in his basement. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. We don't so have any snow. We haven't had any snow yet. Yeah. Well, we had one snowfall, but it only lasted about six hours. We are like the California of Ontario. We, we call it the banana belt for a reason. Yeah. 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 Except, except Brian, that drive back from, uh, that's the night. That's the one. day. Yeah, that, was day. That, that was a horrible night, but it was. No, it was worse for James because he went in the wrong direction. <laughs> so did we. We went a little bit in the wrong direction. Oh, so Don, did you have to uh, quarantine to come into this Zoom call? Or I did. Yes, uh, it took me quite a while, but uh, that's, that's, why why we the, that's why we made you wait in the waiting room for that. Was that's your it. I'm still recovering from that uh, COVID um, infection. I'm uh, I'm over a month now with it. Oh no. Yep, but I'm almost done. I, I have no symptoms whatsoever. I feel fine. I just got to get it out of my system. Well, you look good. Oh. That's all I can say. Well, yeah. thank yeah. you. And it's always yeah, better to look good than to feel good. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Guido Sarducci. It's a good thing you work from home then. It is. It is. I yeah. haven't been out of the house uh, other than to go get COVID. You don't look at all like a Bond villain, mostly because you're not wearing a tuxedo. Uh, <laughs> I can fix that yeah. for you. Well, You've got we, the I cat, have to go. I do have the Bond cat, yes, to, to match my Bond uh, uh, tuxedo. So, Don, uh, J uh, Brian was telling uh, Santa Gronyard uh, a little earlier that he needed some um, uh, African Middle Eastern terrain. Did you maybe bring a, a palm tree to put in Brian's stocking? Uh, I, I didn't, but I can uh, probably print one off pretty quick for him. That Santa oh Gronyard is supposed to be providing those things. Yeah. Well, you know, Santa Gronyard is uh, I think he's a drunk. drunk. He's, he's passed out. Somebody, uh, I'm just going to wake him up. Just say, Santa, wake up. What? 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 Santa, what, what wake what, up. What? Don's here. Don's what? here. Order three more. Three more. Oh, sorry. What? What? Yeah. Don, uh, Don Parents here from Las Vegas. He wants to sit in your lap and tell you what he wants for Christmas. Oh, again? Santa. Careful. Oh, I can't keep that kid off my lap. It's terrible. He's been in <laughs> Vegas too long. That's it. Uh, I'm getting used to the uh, the whole lap thing uh, down here. It's uh, yeah. it's it seems like it's an industry. It's not a slot machine, my son. It's not a slot machine. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh. <laughs> so I'm supposed to tell you my list of things that I want for Christmas? Well, yeah, yes. I mean, but you're from Sin City, so it's kind of iffy whether those are going to show up or not. He's probably uh, on the body list. Well, it all depends on how much you pay, is how much you get around here. So <laughs> definite lot naughty list. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I'm on the naughty list, maybe I should uh, I should be printing my own toys then. Uh, I, I'm thinking of actually uh, selling the naughty list on a dating service. Oh, really? Now I might be interested in that. Okay, wait a minute, Santa Grandier. You haven't really thought this through. Who's going to date a bunch of middle aged war gamers? Other middle aged. No, you know what? After the sale is made, this isn't really mine. I'm just an idea guy. Okay, it's uh, not a good it's, idea guy, but it yeah, doesn't it, matter. It, it's and, <laughs> Thank you, Padre, for the middle age. That, that makes me feel good. Yeah. Well, you're just a year ahead of me, Keith. So Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah and uh, and uh, Santa Grinder's older than all you guys. So uh, we're ready to leave our body to science fiction. <laughs> <laughs> so, Santa, is it fair if Don can just print his own Christmas presents? That just seems like cheating to me. Well, you know, it's, uh, it's getting back to Chris's point. You, you get what you actually wanted. Right. Right, nothing like asking for a French Imperial Guard and your family buying you a 40k uh, Imperial Guard. Well, not really, I, I what you it. wanted. 
absolutely not. Well, to go back to what uh, Chris from Peterborough said, it's a matter of giving your uh, family the right army list, right? Like if you give them the wrong army list, by the yeah, way, that's Chris, on you. Yeah, that's is on your, you. Is your list points based or uh, or, or SKU based? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> uh, it's probably um, scenario based. Though usually I envision any possible scenario. So it basically ends up being everything. <laughs> Good thinking. Kind of plan for all eventualities. Yeah. I know I'm still troubled by this 3D printing gifts thing for yourself. I just, because Rico made the really good point about it's better to receive and give at the same time or something. I, I don't know. I'm, I, I didn't quite understand that, but it sounded really profound. It was very In giving, we receive. Giving, we receive. Yeah. We should write that down. Okay. Yeah. It seems and, uh, and uh, Ricky, you said you're going to meet your, uh, your um, son's girlfriend. Oh, I don't like where yep. this is going. Does he have a 3D printer, and have you met her before? <laughs> <laughs> no, she's a good kid. She's a sweetheart. Of course, go with my boys. Got to be a sweetheart. They all are. That's good to hear. Is that a case of fruit and tree? Is that like a fruit cake? Well, you know, the old man, if you want to put it that way, and that's Keith asking. Um yeah, my my lady's a pretty sweet lady too. I even agree. She must be to put up with you. Yeah. Has to be. She's almost saintly to put up with me. Yeah, she's one more card trick away from sainthood, I'll tell you that. So Don, what do you want what do you want that you can't print for yourself? I'm still I'm still hung up on this 3D printing thing, which just seems like cheating to me. <laughs> it, it is cheating, and that's why I like it so much. Okay. Uh, but, <laughs> but the uh I think um, if I was to restrict myself to the uh, to the war game world, I would uh, I would be looking for the larger items, uh, things like a, maybe a new uh, six foot by four foot neoprene mat for uh, for playing on something like that. Ooh, one with hexes on it. Uh, I could do hexes for uh, I uh, I could I could do a hex one with a with a water uh, theme. Uh, for something like Wooden Ships and Iron Men or or some other naval game, some Age of Sail thing, I think that'd be fun. That would be cool. I got mine printed at Vistaprint. Oh, yeah? For like 50 bucks. Oh, that's not bad. I can send you the graphic file. Yeah, do that. that and that's 50 bucks Canadian. That's like pocket so like, what's that, $1.85? That's like, oh yeah. That's Maybe like some pocket lint. It's like a bag of dress chips. Yeah. <laughs> All dressed chips. You know, we actually have those in the grocery stores here now. Really? Whoa. In, in, the, in the foreign food section? Uh, no, it's in the regular chips, but I'm, I'm waiting for coffee crisps to show up. Otherwise, uh, it just isn't right. You know, if you say coffee crisps and uh, dressed chips uh, enough, I think Jay Arnold might show up. <laughs> we can only hope. He was invited. So, uh, James, that map, that Vista printed map, that's your flying game map? Yeah. Yeah, yeah for the Pacific Theater. Um, then I have a lovely uh, sort of coastline with a village for like Northwest Europe for my Battle of Britain games. Hmm. Yeah, a guy on the um, a guy on Twitter whose name I cannot remember. He he did the graphic with a one inch hex and um, yeah, shared it with me. And you just go into Vista, you wait for Vistaprint to have like a fifty percent off sale. Oh yeah, and you order a vinyl banner with like no edging, no grommets, no nothing. 
Yeah, you get it for like 50 something bucks. That makes sense. And once it's flat, it'll uh, it'll stay flat unless you roll it wrong. Well, yeah, I just I, I just weigh it. I just weigh it down at the corners. Mm-hmm. Works fine. If you reverse roll it, I suppose it would uh, it would stay pretty good too. Yeah. Well, I mean, I roll it back up to put it away, right? So I have to laugh at you guys because, like, I don't even know the language you're speaking. You're making your own stuff with all this techno stuff. And uh, I'm still using Prunagas molds to melt my lead down from the pellets I collect the cadet program and make my toy soldiers. Oh. Wow. Uh, that is, that is truly spin. cool. When I moved to Las Vegas, I gave up spin casting. I, I had a whole spin casting factory. Uh, some of you you uh, grognards out there have uh, have some some Don Perrin figures in your collections. We do. I remember there was a Don Perrin on the on one of our podcasts who talked a lot about that stuff. He was he seemed like a famous fellow. Yeah, he's obviously a crazy folk. Yeah. I, I I would watch out for those crazy people. So Rico, if if you're still like playing with lead and molds, that means you're not a luddite. You're an artisan. You're a craftsman, my friend. Yeah, that's what we call it. Yeah. Okay, are, I guess oh, I got promoted. You see that, Dan? A tinker. Those are artisanal figures. Yeah. What? It, Brian is holding something up to the camera. It looks like a, a truck. It's got UN written on it. You recognize that, Dan? I do. Aaron. Lovely. Aaron. It's a Swedish armored truck. The Swedes took them to the, the Congo uh, when they were part of the UN mission there. And the locals <laughs> called them white elephants. <laughs> Good name. Did yeah. they try to sell them to the uh, Congolese? Uh, they left them behind when they withdrew. And, <laughs> so uh, they got them for free. The mercenaries at the Katang uh, that uh, Tashombe hired uh, repurposed some of them in, into their flying columns. Was that um, uh, Colonel Hoare? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And Bob Denard. Oh, oh yes. So Brian, is this the same? Is this the same period as the the siege of uh, Jadotville is based on? Or yes, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, that's 1963, right? So that kind of went on until the UN pulled out uh, early 64, and then the rebellion went on until 65, and, mm -hmm. and then Tashombe or Shombe, depending on how you pronounce it. He went into exile, and then they brought him up. He became, brought him back. He became the president of the whole country. It's pretty messed up. Like you can pretty much make up anything you want, and it won't be wrong. Nice work if you can get it. Yeah, this is a, figures real easy because anything goes. Pretty much anything goes. So this is a little different from your AK forty-seven stuff. No, it's the same thing. Um, oh, you're but you're setting it in a historic. You're you're setting it in a historical framework instead of uh, these, one, these ones. Yeah, but I I do have some South Africans and Ugandans and uh, Rhodesians. Uh, no, um, I have U.S. Marines, which I'm going to use for like a like they would land land a MEU for like to withdraw their person the Americans out of a country kind of thing. So that stuff but i don't have any terrain so i've never played any of it well, that's my next that's the big thing is to build the terrain for it yeah you, you could just use like a tan bed sheet and say it's like the desert like the 
Yeah, I do, I do have a tan cloth already, but uh, I mean, some of it's pretty wide open, and then there's other parts that are jungle. So, oh, it's all. Uh, it all bring you some um, some good uh, tree trunks and some palm fronds. Yeah, palm trees are a big deal. I mean, trying to find them. I mean, I did find some online, but they're not cheap with the shipping right oh, now. I got a crap load. What about the cake decorating the stuff? Five years Let's, ago. That's exactly what it is, is cake decorating stuff, but it's coming oh, yeah. from offshore. What about aquarium stuff? Same thing? It's another one of those things that they don't have. There's none. It all comes out of China, right? So right. there's not a lot of it out there anymore. But. It's all stuck in containers in the Pacific. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose. Wait, till, wait till we go to war over Taiwan, then we'll all be regretting the days when we could buy cheap Chinese scenery. Yeah. Hey, Brian, you've seen my uh, stuff for my NOM from 20 mil. Those palm trees, would they work for your 15, you think? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, probably. I'd, pro I'd, I'd look for all different sizes because they're not all the same size, right? So. Um, well, there you yeah. go. The Padre, I'm just going to tell you, it's like in giving receive, because if I give Brian some of my stuff for, that I use from the NOM, he's going to put on a 15 millimeter Africa game for me. So, hey. There you go. In giving, we received. There it is. Wow. Rico, you could, Rico, you could come to my church and print, uh, preach the Christmas Eve sermon because you're a better preacher than I am. And then you can get drunk. Well, <laughs> yeah, I usually am anyway, but that's beside the point. More, more drunk. More drink. So you are a naughty vicar then if you're preaching drunk. Well, don't tell the bishop. The words, words go smooth. If the spirits move you. So true story, a uh, guy called uh, Cannon Downer, who was the, uh, the priest in uh, Singhampton up on the, uh, the mountain of Collingwood, where my wife Joy grew up, every Christmas Eve, he would uh, give the uh, communion wine to the ladies in the congregation, then he'd pull out his flask, which was full of bourbon for the boys. So <laughs> he just passed the flask around, and yeah, that was the Christmas communion for the guys. So. Huh, yeah. very nice. And then yeah. the bishop... Uh, Put him on a naughty list. Well, that was pretty old school back in those days. Who knows what the bishop was doing? Yeah, the bishop is probably joining in. Probably. Oh. Well, speaking of speaking of joy, I've been trying to get her to watch the Siege of Jadotville because uh, uh, I think it's a great movie. And uh, it is. I agree. I try to persuade her. It's got lots of handsome Irish actors in it, which you know that was my, that was the way I got her to watch the Battle of Britain with me. It's got lots. It's got a young Michael Caine and a young Christopher Plummer, and she's like, okay, I'm in. And yeah. no animals get hurt in Siege of Jadotville, so she'll be, she, she won't be upset about that. Yeah. I just watched it again this week, actually. I needed a, oh. little, a little inspiration, so. Yeah, Brian, uh, you're probably like me. You find it very uh, nostalgic to see people running around with uh, uh, FN rifles and, <laughs> and that sort of Yeah, uh, maybe a little bit. We were just talking about that. Ball. We were talking about that last Saturday on a... Uh, the Hamilton Road Gamers, a lot of quite a few of those guys are uh, ex reserve as well. So they're, but they're all older. So they're all, they don't, it's all pre, pre C7 stuff. It's all FNs, FNC2s. So I was just going to say FNs and Sterlings. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I, I had one of the first time I, when I was posted at Petawawa, that's what I had as my personal weapon was a, yeah, a Sterling. I wonder how many guys put a couple of rounds through their hands while they were trying to clean it. I know that happened at least twice. Oh, my really? Yeah, when my brother was a platoon commander in the Patricias in the 70s. I remember my 9 millimeter pistol that I was issued 
was it was a world war or just after world war ii uh, was its original issue and you could take the the barrel and rotate it about three or four degrees left and right yeah and it pretty, just rattle around in there pretty sloppy yeah yeah i may exaggerate a bit but it but it was a it was a pretty sloppy weapon well, the ones the ones we had at the at 4 rcr were 1935 oh is that right and they're stamped inglis oh yeah made by browning and they were made by inglis the washing machine company out of toronto i think mine was too uh when i was uh doing that sort of stuff they were all redone again though so they weren't the barrels were nice and tight so yeah but i was at 202 workshop where we redid them that's where i got it issued <laughs> here use this you're never going to shoot anybody with it yeah, yeah. don't worry you won't hurt anybody <laughs> trust me on this that's what we kind of said about the c1 the uh the sterling because it had a bayonet you could fix on it that's right <laughs> <laughs> and you were probably more accurate extending the butt with the bayonet on swinging it around than you would be firing it at anybody so. <laughs> you know things are desperate when they uh, tell you to fix bayonets on your sterling and just like yeah. Wow. Well, I think I you can reach drill. farther. If there was you a whole drill manual hand. for it. Yeah. Not exactly a long reach weapon. No, and the older they were, the more likely you are to have the barrel. the The barrel doesn't match the sights. I I had one where you looked down from the breach, oh. you couldn't even see it because the barrel was bent that far out. So it was <laughs> almost like you were shooting it sideways. If you have a submachine gun, sights <laughs> are, are 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 just. I don't know why they even put them on. We had 10 round magazines so that we could use them in the cab of the truck. Oh, really? So they didn't stick out in all directions, like a big L. Yeah. I remember seeing in Germany at 87 or 86, uh, they had MPs with Sterling machine guns, but they had holsters for them. So they they hung on the side of their their legs with, with the magazine sticking straight out. I had one like that too. Did you really? Uh, yeah, but with a 10-round mag, we didn't put the 30-round in. Oh, these guys had the 30-round mags in. Yeah, that would look pretty stupid. It did. <laughs> <laughs> we laugh. Well, they were MPs. You had to laugh at them. Oh, always. Sounds like a great uh, casting for a uh, Cold War miniature. Yeah. Yeah. My former CEO talked about carrying the Sterling in uh, Cyprus, and he had the 10-round magazine, but they only issued him with three rounds in it. For peacekeeping. Oh, yes. And, uh, yeah. He, he said so they could shoot it outside of their vehicles, like from the inside to the outside. Yeah. And he came under fire in Cyprus. I guess really? that happened more often than not. Well, uh, I see I see a few of us are painting tonight, so I'm curious. Pat, what are you painting? A bunch of different things right now. Yeah. Uh, right now, I'm just doing a little... What you got on the go? Barbarian. Oh, barbarians. Yeah, I'll fit right in. Um, it's done rules called uh, Chainmail Bikini, which is about as politically correct as it sounds. Santa Graniard just woke up when he heard the words Chainmail Bikini. <laughs> Those things chafe. They do. They do. You got to put your uh, comparison underneath there. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. There's that. I got uh, dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Um, what else? That's about it right now. Mostly barbarians and dinosaurs. And That sounds like a new Osprey rule book. Barbarians versus dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, not a warrior series. Well, yeah, like, like elites. Yeah, who would win, yeah, barbarian, yeah. barbarian, or dinosaur? But Don doesn't have it in stock. But he, but he would if he could. Yeah, Brian, that's big. Brian's painting Swedish armored vehicles. Well, actually, now I'm painting 
Katangan rebels, but Tanga. And I see James's little bald head bent over his Prussians. I'm painting Bavarian uh, baggage wagons, actually. Bavarian baggage wagons. Baggage wagons. Yeah. So they got to carry the, their beer and pretzels around in something, man. Once the Canuck first. The Schnapps Kampfwagen. That's right. That's right. I'm it's actually that. putting together uh, um, Shield Maiden Vikings for my daughter, um, Berserkers. I'm assembling them for her and uh, been working on an army for her for a bit. So that's what I'm doing. Oh, very what nice. Good, what a good dad. What about you, Mike? Have you got anything on the go? Uh, nothing right now. I'm, uh, I'm in the podcast, uh, uh, control seat right now. So I'm, uh, a ways away, but I'm, I'm frantically finishing some, uh, Prussians. I've got the seven years war, uh, bug has caught me in its claws. And then, uh, yeah, so that's what I'm, um, I think that's going to be my painting project this winter is to get as much seven years war stuff done as I can. That's my goal. What about you, Keith? What are you working on? I'm, uh, doing some more six mil stuff. For Blucher, right now I've got, uh, where's that camera? Russo Prussian or Russo German Legion. Ooh. Oh, nice. Uh, and then, uh, so I got two bases of those. And now I've got uh, working on some von Lutzau's uh, core And then there'll be some Hanoverians. It, it was, a, it was a, an, an interesting couple of cores up in northern Germany there in 1813. They had, British troops, Hanoverian troops, King's German Legion, Russell German Legion, von Lutzow's Freikorps, Swedes, Danes. Uh, they even had a British rocket battery. So you know, I was going to say that of, was the first place they used the British rockets. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that that that's what I hope to get done over the uh, Christmas break. Very and nice. And you're doing all that in six mil. Were those, were those six mil figures you held up to the camera? They were. Yeah, Adler's. They look larger than that. I guess it's just a perspective thing. Well, you know, Adlers are, you know, actually, you know, eight, you know, okay. you know, and the big, the big head syndrome, you know. But. Yeah, pumpkin head. <laughs> they look good. Yeah, but yeah, they, they came out very nice. And Don, I can't tell if you're painting. You're just staring hypnotically into the camera. That's what I'm doing. Yes, yeah. Um, nice. I have not painted anything in the last month, uh, simply because uh, I had such brain fog from having uh, uh, COVID virus. Romping through my system. Hmm. Yeah, so that sucks. Took you a while to get uh, fight your way back from that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm only like in the last week or so, just back to having a sort of what I feel like normal brain function, which is like half of you guys. Wait a minute. Are you saying that your normal brain function equals half of ours? Yep. Or vice versa. All of us put together, maybe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just trying to, I'm just trying to decide if we've been insulted. I'm not sure. No, no. Yeah, that's I'm, that's a head scratcher. Yeah, that's why we don't have any hair, James. Oh, that hurt, eh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, whoa! <laughs> no more donuts for you. Well, he had here until he started drinking moose milk, and it all fell out. Must be in the bar stall we put in. Had me at Varsal. So, speaking of six mil, the figures, the the guy who runs the local game shop in Barrie is kind of a crusty guy, Vincent. I don't know if any of you know the, the game store and answer games a lot, but it, it's been a fixture of the Barry landscape for, geez, 25 years because my wife bought action figures for her son when he was like a kid. Now he's in his 30s. So anyway, it's been around for quite a while. And he sells 
whatever will turn a buck. So he sells action figures, you know, air gun, uh, like airsoft stuff, uh, board games, Euro games, but his real heart is in historicals. And so he's got his 3d printer and he bought these STL files and he prints these little strips of six mil Napoleonic figures. And they're, they're not super detailed. They almost look a little bit like uh, you guys know those strips of, figures that Warlord is selling right now for their 18 millimeter stuff. Right. So it's yeah. same, same sort of thing. And uh, he actually, when I went to the store the other day, he said, Mike, do you want a free army? And I was like, what's the catch, Vincent? And he said, well, you got to paint it. And he was going to be a free army of this stuff that he was just, but it was just a free army of this stuff that he was just cranking out with his machine. And I looked at it and I went, nah, it's uh, kind of looks primitive. Not sure. Oh, those uh those figures actually look a lot better if you if you stretch them in the in the Z uh, um direction. Ah. They're, they're kind of squished. Right. And so they look a little cartoony, but uh, if you if you stretch them like 20%, they uh they actually kind of look pretty good. Well, the plus side is they're easy to paint like, you know, the Adler figures that Keith has or my Bacchus figures. You just put a little work into them to make them look good even at 6 mil, but um these plastic printed figures, I'm like, you know, I could paint a Spanish army in a weekend. Probably, yeah. Probably. And they're all like bunched together like that. But I don't know, kind of goes against the grain. But they, they did look okay on the table. Like you had enough of them painted that, you know, you look at them from standing height, from three feet down, and yeah, the wargaming rule applies, right? I, I think matters. you achieve... Uh, what what you would achieve doing the the six mil version the same same as what Keith's trying to do right there. Yeah. Well, the mass battle is what you're after anyway, right? I mean, it's not you're not supposed to be looking at them at eye, you know, up close. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, even I try to stick to a five paint palette when I'm painting my six mil stuff. Now, I suppose if I was painting Seven Years War or Napoleonics, it'd be harder to do that, but. Not doing buttons, and I'm probably not even going to do cuffs or turnbacks. Um, so, because you're never going to see them. The only person who knows they'll be painted will be me. Yeah, kind of a wasted effort. Yeah, but you got to do the the. I'm not talking about the you. On the... I'm not talking about you, Keith. You're the. I know what you do. <laughs> and you're oh. and you're also the only one who knows. Oh. Sorry, you're right. You're right. I just got to go see who this is. Hang on. Oh, somebody's at the door. Somebody's at the door. Who is it? Shut the door. It's freaking cold. It's it's iPad Dave. Did we somebody invite iPad Dave? iPad Dave. iPad Dave. iPad 7 Dave. Hey guys, how's it going? It's Dave it's Winter. Winter. Like Dave. 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 You found us. It's, it's that Winter's iPad coming. Dave. <laughs> Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, take your coat off. Have a have a pint of moose milk. Works for me. Yeah. How's the evening going? Well, it was good. doing good until Santa uh, Groundyard threw up on the floor and then passed up by the fireplace. So uh, <laughs> it was gonna, I'm just going to go kick him awake. <laughs> How are you, buddy? Can't complain. Life is good. Good, good. You all ready for Christmas? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, everything's wrapped. and Wow. God, he's way, you're way ahead of me. Uh, the kids will be home next week, so... Oh, um, okay. Well, that's good. What about you? What's on your uh, What's on your uh, your list? Because Santa Groniard uh, might give a darn about what you want for Christmas. Oh, what's on my list? Um, yeah. Talk to Santa Groniard. Tell him what you want. Okay, Santa. 
Little Dave, little Dave, good to see you. Hey, Dave, Dave, if you could jump up on Santa's lap, that would be great. Well, he likes that. We would like him to be there for next Christmas, so I won't do that. But uh, Makes me feel like a squish toy. <laughs> so, but, uh, Santa, do you think Dave's been naughty or nice this year? Oh, I think Dave's been very good, and his boys have been really good. Yeah. He's, he's actually uh, counterbalancing a lot of you. Oh. Oh, no. That was vaguely hurtful. Santa just calls him the way he sees him. No judgment here. Yeah. I'm thinking Santa needs a new set of glasses. That that naughty list is really starting to grow. (laughs) Oh, I got to go see what this is. Hang on, guys. Looks like it might be another American. Hang on. Getting crowded here. It's a party. So, Dave, what, what are you asking for Santa? What are you? I haven't heard your ask yet. Oh, I'm really excited about the silver bayonet right now. So, any cool little Napoleonic bits that he can send my way would be great. Napoleonic bits, huh? He wants guys. Hey. hey, guys, I'd like you to meet uh, our friend uh, Gary from Across the Pond Wargamers. This is Gary from uh, from the states. Gary, how are you, buddy? I'm fine, folks. Hang on, let me get my camera going here. Hey, yeah. Gary. Hi, Gary. Hey Gary. Hi, there. Hi, Gary. Hi, Gary. Hey, Gary. Oh, Gary. Hey, folks. <laughs> Gary, welcome to our Christmas party. Thank you. Unfortunately, I can't stay long because I'm in the middle of something else. But I okay. definitely wanted to take a time out and say Merry Christmas. And Thank you. Merry Christmas. Happy to you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, too. When are we going to get another podcast? <sighs> there has been a lot going around, going along right now in life. Yeah. That is interfering with the uh, the things that are important, like wargaming. Absolutely. Uh, so we're hoping to get things settled, um, but you know, it's yeah. I've got one show in the can, but the the recording on it was so poor that I'm gonna. I think we're gonna redo it, and um, we're trying to line up some guests, but it's just a matter of getting the timing and get everything set up because. Uh, the move out to Oklahoma has not been as smooth as we wanted. The you know other things with work have changed, and it's just what it is. It's it's a killer, but it is what it is. Yeah. Well, James and I never let poor sound quality stop us. I mean, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, the problem is you can't even hear my guest. He did such a great job. We talked about naval wargaming. It was a really good show. It was a good conversation. But there's a buzz right through everything he says. You can't oh. hear a thing. Oh, heartbreak. So yeah, and I can't oh, figure it out. I, when dude. I do multiple tracks, yeah, his track is screwed up, and when I do the combined track, where you know where you can get zoom that's off of you know, where it blends all the tracks together, it's it it's across everything. Then. Oh, so but I haven't even gotten any painting done. Um, you know, I did get some. I uh, got some two millimeter uh, ancients uh, printed up. Oh, uh, oh. resin that's printed. Cool. Yeah, they princes on Christmas presents. Yeah, <laughs> they look like blobs, like uh, like melted jello. You're gonna uh, do that test of battle stuff for you? Yeah, I was actually gonna do them for uh, War Master Ancients. And yeah, put them out there, and because you know you use the same size base for War Master Ancients, but you just fill it with lots more figures. Yeah, and it gives it that more of a big battle image. But yeah, the uh, strength and honor kind of got me thinking about two millimeter. Yeah. I haven't uh, done anything with it. Colin and I have been talking about it. So 
You know, there's an ancient uh, set of rules for tiny figures called uh, to the smallest. That's my big, that's my big joke tonight. I'm going to milk that joke. Hey, speaking of milk, Gary, in your military career, uh, were you ever entertained at Christmas by uh, some Canadians? And do you know what moose milk is? Uh, I, I've heard the term moose milk growing up on the, near the Canadian border in, uh, you know, Michigan. Um, but no, I was never entertained by Canadians at, at, uh, Christmas time in the military. Well, that's a pity. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's not for the faint of heart. And, uh, one time I had an excess of moose milk. I I woke up on, uh, my doorstep at two in the morning and my wife was looking at me with an extremely unhappy expression after my friends had dumped me off. Well, it sounds like wild turkey. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 it has similarities. Yeah. 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 I had a, a, a bad experience with the two pints of wild turkey. Got me a page 11 entry, which is a, a naughty check mark in your record. I remember it was, uh, it was February. It was in Munich. And I was working out of, at the consulate there. And I remember drinking a wild turkey and thinking to myself, man, if I'm hungry, the Marine security guard on duty has got to be hungry. So um, I apparently walked to the consulate wearing a pair of T-shirt and blue jeans, bare feet. This is, you know, Munich, Germany in in February. So there's snow on the ground, but I didn't notice. And I stuffed a couple of, you know, they have like these bank teller windows. He buzzed me in and they have like these bank teller windows to the guard post. And I shoved a couple of frozen hot dogs to him and went back to drinking my wild turkey. And they found a bottle up on the roof of the consulate. They don't know how it got there. I don't know how it got there. And I was asleep the next morning in one of the cars in the motor pool. And uh, I had to explain that. So, what rank were you at the time? I, I was a sergeant at the time. Oops. Oops. Yeah. Well, you know, I had a I had a pretty good duty where uh, everybody uh, left me alone. So, mm-hmm. kind of worked a, a solo a lot. Well, but before- uh, so moose milk, dark rum, and coffee liqueur. Yeah, and ice cream and Ooh, all the, yeah. There's a couple of Cana- uh, Canadian uh, ex-Canadian vets here who can tell you. Um, Brian probably knows a few good moose milk recipes. I'm guessing. Yeah, well, uh, James had forwarded that link, and it's got uh, the Navy version, the Air Force multiple versions, and then the Army version. Yeah. Uh, I just remember. Well, I still had a version. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember it being in when we were in the mess in, in Petawawa, it would be in a great big, I don't know where they got it from. It was bigger than a pod. It was massive. Uh, I think it probably was a double batch. Yeah. By the time, by the time you got that tucked into you, you didn't really care who won or lost the game you were watching. It was for gray cup. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I never followed uh, Canadian football much. Well, so how do we story? That's Canadians don't follow Canadian football. No, now that I live back down here in southwestern Ontario, I don't really follow it too much either. So, yeah. well, we like to refer well, to a good reason to drink, though, guys. Come on. Do you ever need a yeah. reason to drink? That's it. Yeah. We like to refer to the Grey Cup as Canada's uh, biggest uh, one day turnover bakery. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> Chris, oh, Chris did, you go? did you go no, this year? Uh, no, I didn't go this year. Um, no. Yeah, between uh, not not as much happening and uh, some COVID concerns with my normal party there, we uh, we yeah. took a pass. Yeah, Chris mm. is our Canadian football expert. You care more about this than the rest of us combined, I think. Probably. Yep. Yeah, that sounds accurate. Yeah. <laughs> so, Gary, I know you said you could only be here with us for a little bit. Um, we have uh, Santa Grognard here. He's that disheveled guy in the Santa hat, uh, curled up. Uh, 
around the world. <laughs> so Santa, Santa's been very kind about uh, uh, hearing our wargaming uh, wish list for Christmas. Is there anything you want to ask Santa Grunyard for? Time. That's Time. it. Time. Yeah. I've got all the figures I need. I got all the rules I need. I, I just need time to paint and game period that's it yeah yeah, yeah gary that's that's yeah. A, that's the common one we need time yeah right and then yeah. and then time to get together with old friends in game that's yeah. that is very true that is very true that's one thing uh yeah i would like always to, miss friends yeah and i would like santa grinder to get rid of the virus so we can all meet get together amen yeah i'll do that i'll be right on that one yeah 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 you and dr <laughs> Yeah, just 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 kind of going down the chimney, just kind of throw darts of, of, of vaccine shots at everybody as you go by. You know, just, you know, I think it might be all. easier if he just gives us all new new three D printers. There you go. That'd be, that'd be and an elf to run it. Well, well, yeah, I'd certainly need somebody to teach me how to run the printer. <laughs> They're not. I hard. don't need somebody to teach me to run the computer. Well, yeah. Rico's idea of a printer is a dot matrix printer. They still well, have we used those to have those uh, Xerox machines that you had the crayon crank for. Yeah. Oh, sure yeah. I still got one of those out in the barn somewhere. A mimeograph uh, machine? Bill Gestetner. A Gestetner. Yeah, Gestetner. There you go. You have to pour the, the ink into the little well, and then you oh, crank yeah. it up, yeah. and you have to add the, 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 the three-part copies. You know, where everybody smelled the paper when it got handed out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's just oh. not so good. Listen, when I, when I first started teaching, we had a guy who would just stand in the Gestetner room, never run anything off, but just smell the fumes all day. <laughs> it helps you cope. <laughs> <laughs> that was the principle. Was a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, folks, unfortunately, I do have to get back to where I was at. Um, huh. I have other well, commitments tonight, but I did want to poke my head in because, you know, one, I love the podcast. It's it's definitely one of the best podcasts out there. And I really oh, enjoyed thanks, it. I really, no, and I really enjoyed having you guys yeah. as a guest on our show. And, and we will have you back on. All right. Thanks, Gary. Across the Pond Wargamers is not done. We're just on a hiatus until we can get everything back That's on track. Right. So yeah. but we will have you back. Well, God, God bless you and yours, Gary. Merry Christmas. And you. Merry Looking Christmas. Merry Christmas. Christmas, Gary. Merry Christmas, Gary. Merry Christmas, folks. Bye now. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to take off. It's dinner time for me here in the uh, the West Coast. All right. All right. Good to see you, Don. Talk to you over the holidays. Merry Christmas. Feel Merry better. Christmas, Thanks. Oh, I am feeling better. I just got a oh, test good. negative now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Merry Christmas, everyone. Be safe. Huh. Hey, now, Santa. Uh, yes. Gary there was saying that he had an episode in the can. I You've probably had quite a few episodes in the can, haven't you? <laughs> Just today. <laughs> I think Gary so, sometimes you drop more than presents on your Christmas Eve trip. That's all I'm saying. No, I was aiming for a family rating for this podcast. I, th sure. I think I think that's oh, probably you, that. isn't it? How's <laughs> the haggis? Oh, 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 come on. If Keith brought it, it's good. There you go. It, it was good. It was very good. Haggis in a bag. All right, so speaking of food, we're just going to go around and uh, I'm just going to ask each of you, what is the one Christmas delicacy that uh, will be made in your uh, in your kitchen this year? James, what's uh, the Mantle family Christmas delicacy that you would long for? Christmas Eve, we always have tortiere for dinner. Nice. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Delicious tortiere. That's great. Right. Yeah. What about you, Rico? What's the, the Brayton family delicacy at Christmas? Our tradition is to do two ducks and 
my father had the recipe, and then I took the recipe, and Rebecca now has the recipe, and she's developed her own. She's coming in on Christmas Eve, and she'll be cooking ducks for us on uh, Christmas Day. Nice. I'll be killing the ducks on Friday. Have you caught the ducks yet? I raised ducks for just such occasions. Really? Huh. Yeah. Well, cute little ducklings. You don't have to spit out any oh, pellets. Not cute little ducklings anymore, but yeah. <laughs> Pat, what about you? What's what's in your house? Uh, what's your what's your family delicacy? Well, our, our tradition is uh, Christmas morning. We get up to uh, bagels, smoked salmon, cream cheese, onions, and capers. Ooh, it's, uh, Christmas nice. day breakfast. Nice. That's, can we come? Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, <laughs> if I'm on your doorstep Christmas morning, you'll know why. That sounds delicious. <laughs> we'll get extra in then. Okay. What about you, Brian? You're in the center of the Zoom screen, so I'm going to. You're, oh, am I? You're next. It's okay. Chris for me, but uh, yeah, Chris is uh, Well, I've already made all the shortbread, so that's part of it. Christmas morning, we usually have uh, like tea and uh, cinnamon buns and stuff like that, um, just to get the day started. So, and the rest of it's the, you know the traditional, you know, the turkey and all that kind of stuff. So, we enjoy having the people around more than the. Mm-hmm. You know, there's never a shortage of food, but it's nice to have the people around. Hopefully, that happens this year because it didn't happen last yeah. year. Mm-hmm. No, it kind of sucked. Uh-huh. Yeah, this Christmas has a really uh, uneasy feeling about it, doesn't it? I just keep waiting for the news to get worse and worse. But yeah, yeah. Dave, what about you? My mom has this thing. Uh, we've been doing it since I was a little kid. Everybody gets to pick two things for Christmas Eve dinner. So we have the craziest meals. We have um, <laughs> we have lasagna. We have <laughs> Hi, my kids ask for McNuggets or something from Taco Bell. It's just an insane meal, and I love every little bit of it. <laughs> wow. That sounds super eclectic. It's, it's wonderful. Wow. Chris, what about you? What's your family delicacy? What are you hoping to eat this year for Christmas? Uh, well, I sort of like Dave's idea. I might recommend stealing that for future Christmases, but I, I sort of have two objectives. One is uh, my mother makes these turkeys, which probably came off the bat of a cornflakes bots in 1973 but it's cornflakes with like a, a caramel uh, sauce that they're immersed in and then chilled and they form a nice crispy sort of cookie and then my other objective is for 51st straight year to avoid beets yeah. <laughs> okay suppose suppose for me it's squash i like beets but i no i don't want any squash just had the right squash, Brian. Santa are you taking notes? Bill Chris is stocking with beets. Beets, lots of beets. beets. Lots of beets. Yeah. Well, I'll trade them with Brian for squash. <laughs> I had a really nice beet salad last night. Beets and uh, these kind of jelly pears and lots of goat cheese. Oh my god, it was good. It's delicious. Keith, That's what about pretty you? hipster? It is very hipster. I'm super hipster. Keith, what about you? What's your Christmas delicacy? Well, this year it's going to be a little bit different. We're having Christmas dinner uh, this coming Friday, and uh, I'm going to be making a mushroom and spinach wellington. Ooh, (laughs) fancy. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I don't know. I've never tried it before, so, you know, I guess we'll find out on Saturday if it was uh, of any good or not. So, But, yeah, that's what we're going to try. And then, you know, some of the usual stuff, ham and broccoli and carrots and you know all that potatoes 
Yeah, it's certainly hard. It's it's hard to plan a like a Christmas feast with. I mean, for us, it's just it's going to be Elizabeth and I and our daughter, and that's it. Like, you know, what do you do? You put a couple of chicken breasts in the in the uh, oven, and well, we're we're having all the kids over, so oh, that's Ian good. And Andrea and Alyssa and Adam and Briar and Kurt are all coming over for dinner. No grandkids, just just kid kids. Grandkids will be over on Christmas morning, so. You said and then Briar, Briar's a vegetarian, so that's why we're doing the mushroom spinach Wellington. Yeah, that sounded distinctly meatless when you described that a second ago. Yeah, it, it is rather meatless, yeah. I, just, I thought it was just mushrooms and spinach wrapped around a piece of beef. <laughs> oh, well, that's basically what beef Wellington is, so it'll be, yeah. It'll be beef Wellington, sans beef. Sans beef, Wellington. beef yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can't see why you'd ever want to do that. <laughs> sorry guys trying to be a good host i guess yeah santa what about you what do you and mrs claus uh mrs gronyard uh eat at the north pole uh usually the 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 usual things but uh ham and barley soup is a is a family favorite and uh apple strudel oh apple strudel Ooh, that sounds Mm. good now now we're breaking a tradition this year that for years my mother would make me a uh, black forest cake because it's my favorite, except it's not my favorite. But for years, she would make a black forest cake. <laughs> this is your favorite. And everyone would smile and nod. And you would dutifully eat it. I would dutifully eat it. And I said, you know, on the big picture, it's on my list of 47 favorite cheese or cakes. Yeah. <laughs> You're a good lad. Well, as you guys know, as you guys know, Joy uh, and I are relative newlyweds. This will be our uh, this will be our third third Christmas together. And one of the things that I love about Joy is that she makes an absolutely wicked uh, uh, eggs Benedict from scratch. Very mm. very heavy on very heavy on the lemon. The secret is the lemon. So that'll be uh, that and uh, some strong coffee for. Uh, we'll start our Christmas day. And I have very fond memories of something that my uh, mother used to make when I was growing up called. Uh, in our family, it was called spotted dog and custard. I don't know if that means anything to any of you, but it's like a yeah. like a white pudding with currants in it, covered with yep. like covered with a hot uh, custard sauce. Yep. So yep. Joyce, Joyce promised Joyce promised she's going to research that and see if she can make that. So nice. Also, yeah. I haven't had that since as a kid, my grandmother. But yeah, I remember. Yep. Spotted dog and custard. That's where it's at. <laughs> Keith, you reminded me about you know, having a vegetarian in the family. When I was working at the one school, I was having a hamburger at lunch, and one of my students said, sir, you should be a vegetarian. You shouldn't eat that. And I said, you know, this cow was a vegetarian. I'm just cutting out the middleman. <laughs> or as I like to say, if God didn't want us to eat animals, why did he make them out of delicious meat? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not sure I've ever met a vegetarian war gamer. Oh. There's got to be at least one or two out there somewhere. Oh, yeah. They probably run wood elf armies or something like that. It's, uh, <laughs> Most war gamers I've met usually look like they enjoy their cheeseburgers. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Never met a donut we didn't like. That's true. So many donuts. So little time. That's right. Well, lads, I think this is uh, probably starting to wind down. So, um, Santa, Santa Groniard is gone. He's just disappeared. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's somebody at the door. I'm going to open the door. It's Dan. Hey, Dan. Hey, Dan. I've been out here for an hour. I'm freezing my tail off. But nice Dan, to see come you. Come on in. Oh, time you showed up. 
you missed Santa. Well, no, I, I, he almost hit me with a sleigh on the way out the door there. So yeah, he timing just, is everything. He just said, bugger you, I'm buggering off all of you. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like him. Yeah. After How the drink boys all do the moose milk. Moose yeah. milk. Uh, that gift from the gods. Yeah. Santa, Santa took it with him. Santa Grinier took it with him. So the penguins needed it. <laughs> I didn't like that guy. I thought he was creepy. <laughs> it's, Santa Grinier is an acquired taste. Yeah. Very few people acquire it. So, Dan, if, if you had if you had been here with Santa Grinier, what would you have asked for for under your wargaming tree? What do you want? A three D printer sounds like a good example. Good. I mean, I've been buying a lot of three D printed vehicles. Yeah. So a three D printer would be great. And, and yeah, I've reached the point where you know my wife will say, "What do you want for Christmas? Go buy it, and I'll put it under the tree for you because we'll get it right." <laughs> so now. Now, the, the biggest problem I have, and, and James, I mean, of the many problems I have, um, and James can testify to this one, is, uh, I, I mean, I spend most of my time converting things. And confirm. Right? So, like, right now, I'm, I'm still working on those um, Canadians for Moonprefor, um from, from Croatia, from the, the 90s. So, converting figures, converting figures. So, it takes me four times longer to convert than to paint. The trouble is you convert stuff that you don't need to, man. Well, like, I got to do something. There, there will be a perfectly there will be a perfectly fine figure on the market, but you see, but you look at you, you say, you know, I can take a, a warlord British paratrooper and some you know crap from Games Workshop, and I can make like this Zulu warrior out of them. And I do. And it's you a, you do because it's, like, it's an illness, James. It truly is an illness. It's uh, yeah. almost running around in search of rabbit holes. So yes, working on those guys um, is a lot of work. Actually, I got from Butler's Print and Model the other day. I got a um, Canadian M113 with the uh, the toe on it. Oh, which is a nice piece to run uh, in Yugoslavia. Mm-hmm. Um, so the right on. You're talking about the the improved though, the TUA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got one of those, um, and and I've got and I've got you know grizzlies and cougars and that kind of stuff. So and I've got some of those. Um, Swedish vehicles, right? That I need to finish do the interiors on in 28 mil. So, yes, lots, lots to do. Lots Are to those do. The ones from uh, IKEA with the Lingonberry jam dispensers. Yes, <laughs> yes. Actually, you just give them unassembled to different people, and then they beat each other up trying to put it together. Right, flat pack. Yeah, there's always that's, leftover parts. Yeah, that's actually my my one daughter who just got married. That's the advice I gave her. Said, you know, you and your fiance put together some IKEA, and if you can do it without killing each other, you've got you got hope. You know that's a great uh, that's a great marriage counseling thing. I, I'm going to steal that. Yeah, it's either that or go camping together for a weekend. <laughs> those are those are really the two benchmarks. To are you going to be able to make it? Home renovations. If you can do home renovations together, then. All right. Final question before we say goodnight. It's uh, anyone got any wargaming predictions for uh, next year? Um, Anything? What's going to be big next year? What's going to happen next year? Is Hotlight going to happen? I'm thinking HMGS is going to dissolve. Huh. Into two factions, two warring factions. There will be more anger over something that Games Workshop does. <laughs> I know that, that's, that's not that, a prediction. That's not. A, yeah, come on. That was too easy, right? Buy Games Workshop stock now. That's my prediction. With the Henry Cavill thing, yeah, I think so. Osprey will come out a book on on the um, dinosaur mounts of barbarian armies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and Don Cameron still won't have it in stock. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's not a prediction. 
I think that maybe our lead piles and plastic piles will grow larger than our bellies. Whoa. Wow. That's, that's Speak for yourself. It's pretty big. I am both dieting and trying to paint stuff and not buy anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm actually reducing my pile. I was pretty, pretty happy with that. Your pile or your belly? Both. Yeah. yeah good for you. I'm, I'm, I'm getting good progress on both too. I, uh, I predict that I'll actually be able to uh, play a war game with my uh, step-grandson, Ollie, who will be uh, turned six next summer, where he won't, he won't cheat so uh, aggressively at uh, rolling the dice, and he won't throw the dice at the figures on the table. So, yeah, <laughs> that's my hope anyway. But he, he certainly seems to understand the idea of rolling a five or six to hit. I may try to introduce him to a sim- some simple dice mods, like plus one for close range. <laughs> Or, or plus, just a, plus two if there's a teddy bear on the table or something. I don't know. Or just give them a D3. Uh, yeah. Or give them those average dice I gave you last week. <laughs> you know what? I, I, yeah, you, I, you're right. I got those mixed up the other day, and I was trying to roll a six all night with them. Now, what the hell's wrong with these dice? All right. Keith, Keith's going to start a, uh, a support group for that. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, do you have any predictions for next year? I don't know if it's a prediction. It's a hope that I'll get. I got. Got sort of lucky at the end of this year. Got to two gaming conventions, so uh, hopefully next year we can maybe double that to four. Wow, thinking big. Well, so far things are looking good for Hot Lead. As long as they don't, as long as they don't crack down on the uh, you know indoor capacity limits, we'll be okay. I, I think my prediction will be that I'm going to run an air game at Hot Lead, and Rico's going to whine about it. <laughs> no, Again, no, no. Rico doesn't whine. He bitches. <laughs> Again, that's not a that that that's not a hard predi- prediction, man. That's... No, I think we all could have made that prediction. <laughs> Pat, what about you? Do you have any predictions? No, but I think uh, what's looking like a hot new thing is to be something called dice legions, where uh, a d6 is your actual unit counter, and huh. uh, that really took off in a couple of gaming groups online and. Uh, I know he's trying to commercialize it, but so you basically play with a handful of D6, you move them across the table, and when you take casualties, you just turn the six down to a five or the five to the four. That's... And if you want to do dragons and stuff, then you use a D12 or a D20. There's a bunch of guys doing battles on uh, business cards with eight mil dice. So that looks to be really, really interesting. So I think that's going to be the, the hot new thing in War Games Light for 2022. Huh. Interesting. Well, you, you, wouldn't have to, you wouldn't have to paint a lot, I guess. No, you just apply your dice in the right color. God, so, how many armies have I got? So, Padre, on the other extreme, I bought a D20 the other day. That's the size oh of your God. fist. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, you roll out across, you roll I mean, out you know, across I, the I, table and you kill everything. I was thinking of it as a, as a turn counter. Yeah. But uh, or if you don't like the guy, I guess if you yeah if you if you roll the dice into his figures, that's probably a catastrophic event. Critical hit. Now when, when I was at uh, when we went to Fallen the last time, guy had this massive fifty five days at Peking uh, game going, and as a Chinese commander, I got to roll for reinforcements every turn. And he had two, he had three d six, and each one was probably about five inches across, made out of foam. And you yeah. just rolled those against the wall like you're shooting craps, and whatever ca- number came up was your uh, your reinforcement. But that was kind of a cool, just a, just a fun concept. I was just even thinking the size of the dice are handy, just because we're getting older and it's harder to see things. Now you're just being unkind. I'm gonna have to start, yeah, 
have to start playing DBA with GI Joes. It's just, uh, or you could get a new prescription for your glasses and it wouldn't be a problem. That's probably a good point to, uh, for us all to say goodnight. Anyway, lads, thanks all for uh, playing this game. It was kind of fun. All right. Say goodnight. Uh, say goodnight. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. All right. I'm going to stop. Merry Christmas, everybody. Love you all. See you in the new year.